So for those of us that grew up in church, the story of Zacchaeus, which is our scripture reading for today, is a very familiar one. And if not, that's totally fine. I think for you, you're going to come to the story with the fresh eyes that we're all going to try to have today. But when I think of the Zacchaeus story, I can't help but think of the song that I sung in Sunday school growing up. And if you grew up in church, there are, is a chance that it was a part of your childhood too. So I just have to say that Andy and Riley, the other two pastors and I, have all preached this morning. All three of us have used the song, but I'm the only one who's actually going to sing it. So I just, I just have to say that. But... If this was part of your childhood too, feel free to sing along. I think my next slide is the lyrics. Yes, thank you. Thank you guys. Look at them on it. Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. He climbed up on the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And when the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today, for I'm going to your house today. Yes, you guys did great. So see, lots of us have this all in our childhood. And so I was thinking to myself, so how, how did I think about this story when I was a kid? And so for me, this scripture reading, this Bible story, I was always fascinated about the idea that Jesus was going to Zacchaeus' house. Like, that is what I gravitated toward. That blew my mind. The idea that Zacchaeus had that kind of closeness, that kind of attention, that kind of compassion from Jesus really struck me as a child. That Jesus would take the time to push back these entire crowds of people that were following him to spend time with this one guy. This one guy who climbed up a tree. The fact that Jesus showed him love, that was the heart of the story for me as a kid. And maybe for you, that was your emphasis if you were familiar with this story. Or maybe it was something else. Or maybe, again, this is relatively or entirely new to you. There are no wrong answers here. But we're all going to look and try to take a deeper dive into this story today. Because it's a rich and it's a diverse story. I realized that I have preached. I've only been a pastor since 2020. That was my first time I was commissioned and appointed to a church. And every single Lent since I've been a pastor, so this is my third Lent, I have preached on Zacchaeus during Lent every single time. And yet, every sermon has been different. And that's because it's a rich and a deep and a diverse story. There's so many different angles, so many different layers from which we can take this story I find a new emphasis or a new epiphany each time I read it. So let's get into this morning's scripture. I'll be reading it out of Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through town. A man there named Zacchaeus, a ruler among tax collectors, was rich. So let's hone into this about our story. Zacchaeus was called a ruler among tax collectors. 
And so we're not talking about an IRS worker who people might be annoyed with but is otherwise pretty above board. The taxation system in Rome was absolutely corrupt. So Zacchaeus being a tax collector would have been taking way more than his fair share of the taxes, robbing people blind, adding to the pain of an already corrupt system. He was obviously an unpopular guy, taking taxes anyway, but he was a very rich, unpopular guy who made his money by stealing from others. So if we're talking about modern-day equivalents for Zacchaeus, we have to remember the full picture. He was an outsider, but not only because of his profession. He was abusing this profession to steal and oppress others all for his own gain. So continuing on in verse 3, he was trying to see who Jesus was. But being a short man, he couldn't. Because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus who was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to that spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down at once. I must stay in your home today. So Zacchaeus came down at once, happy to welcome Jesus. So Zacchaeus The unpopular guy who was participating in this corrupt system had something stirring within him. Something that intrigued him about this Jesus guy. Something that drew him near and made him want to have an encounter with Jesus. And very practically, Zacchaeus, because of his short stature, had to climb up a tree I feel like this is why it makes such a good Sunday school lesson. You've got a great song and great craft potential here with this whole climbing up the tree. But we see that Zacchaeus, despite his status as an outsider, despite what he had done stealing money from others, he was taking this very active posture in having an encounter with Jesus. Taking this action of climbing up a tree To make this encounter. Trying to make sure he did everything that he could. To make sure that Jesus noticed him. Let's pause here and think about something critical about this encounter. So I'm going to ask a question. And I want you all to actually answer it out loud. Did Zacchaeus have to call out to get Jesus' attention? No. No. Did Zacchaeus have to shout out, I'm sorry for what I did to get Jesus' attention? No, no. Verse 5 clearly tells us that as soon as Jesus got to the spot where Zacchaeus was, he looked up and called out to Zacchaeus, come on down, I must stay in your house today. Zacchaeus did not have to do or say anything more. Jesus was already reaching out to him. Jesus already noticed him. Jesus' invitation, Jesus' call, it was already there. So this, this is something we as United Methodists call provenient grace. We see it in baptism. It's God's grace that goes before us all, before we recognize it, before we understand it, before we act on it, before we ask for it. 
We see in the fact that Jesus was already looking for Zacchaeus, calling out to him before he could even say a word. And then we see how Zacchaeus responded. He responded with gladness. He was happy, as our translation today says. He found that joy in seeing his life transformed all from this encounter with Jesus. But then, as life tends to do, we move from this beautiful story about grace, of the joy of seeing a life transformed, to seeing the painful reality of the world hit us instead. The naysayers come, and boy do they come. Verse 7 says, everyone who saw this grumbled, saying, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. It just seems like this is so par for the course for humanity. Even then, even today. And this word grumbled in the original Greek is something only used by Luke. Always to describe an angry naysayer crowd. It was used when Jesus was gathered with many tax collectors and sinners sharing a meal. And when Jesus tells the parables of the lost sheep, lost coin, and the prodigal son for those who do not like the lost being found. And so it could be easy for us to say, well, those people were naysayers and those people were grumbling and blah, blah, blah. But we have to remember, everyone is everyone. It can mean you and yes, it can mean me. We can fall into the same trap. God can be doing a new and amazing thing right in front of us. God can be widening the circle of redemption and of grace There can be something good and something joyful happening, and we can refuse to see it. We can be naysayers just like this crowd. Because the reality is we have to look at Zacchaeus' response. Look at the good and joyful thing he does. Verse 8, Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I cheated anyone, I repay them four times as much. Zacchaeus goes way above and way beyond in so many powerful ways to repay what he has done. So in the Jewish law in that day and age, it would have been common restitution for Zacchaeus to pay back what he stole, plus 20% for the pain and suffering he caused. But Zacchaeus paid back four times quadruple, way above and beyond anything he would have been expected to do. I can't even begin to fathom what this number would be in a modern day equivalent because honestly there's no telling how many people he was taking extra tax money off the top from, how long he had been doing it, and then to pay four times back that amount, and then to give half of his possessions to the poor all in one fell swoop as well. When we see this, we see that this is an amazing story of transformation. Of how when God meets us in God's grace, shows us our belovedness, how we can respond and turn our lives around. How we can radically live into lives of love and lives of generosity just as God intends. Jesus called 
Zacchaeus answered, and his life was never the same. It's a powerful story of faith that we are still inspired by, we are still moved by, we are still learning from all these years later. So finally in verse 9, Jesus said to him, Today, today salvation has come to this household because he too is a son of Abraham. The human one came to seek and to save the lost. Now this is something that really struck me about this set of scriptures this week. The lost is a term we can throw around a lot in Christian circles, but do we know what Jesus actually meant here? What is Jesus trying to say? So the Greek word here for lost is apolemy. And it actually means to destroy or destroyed. It's the same word that the disciples use when they beg Jesus to be saved from the stormy sea because they are afraid they will be, in that translation it says, killed or destroyed. And I was just moved by the fact that that, that is the lens with which Jesus sees Zacchaeus. Despite all of his flaws, despite all of his repeated lying and cheating and stealing, despite all of his continued oppression of those around him just to build others up, this is the lens with which Jesus sees us too when we have messed up. This is a lens through which God sees every single person in need of grace when they mess up, when they do not love their neighbor, when they cause harm to one another. Jesus never saw Zacchaeus as one beyond the scope of redemption. Jesus didn't even use the word of the crowd in this case of calling him a sinner. Jesus saw Zacchaeus as someone who needed rescue. Someone who needed grace. Someone whose choices were destroying him from the inside out and needed a life preserver thrown their way. Jesus didn't look up in the tree with anger and call out, naming all of his sins and all of his shortcomings for everyone to hear. Instead, Jesus looked up with love. And Jesus looks at us with that love too. Jesus extends the call of grace so that we may respond. You may feel that you have messed up in a huge way or maybe not. But we all mess up and fall short in ways either big or small. None of us are perfect but yet we must remember God looks at us with love. God seeks to bring us into this belovedness that is already ours, this original blessing that God gave us at creation. When God created everything and called it good, that prevenient grace. And God seeks to guide us in this way of choosing righteousness, of choosing a radical love for God and a radical love for neighbor like Zacchaeus, so that we might have life. So that we might be saved from self-harm and from destruction. It is all for God, all from a God who loved the whole world so very, very much. So in this season of Lent, as we are seeking to grow closer to God, as we are seeking to be more like Christ, may we see that 
in the Zacchaeus story today. May we be reminded of how deep and how vast and how unimaginable the love of God for every single person is. Because it is from the recognition of that love that we can see ourselves as beloved. We can come down from our trees and take that first step toward God. We can make that commitment to this radical journey of faith just like Zacchaeus. And then we find ourselves continuing that journey all throughout our lives. Maybe we be inspired by that radical generosity, that radical faith, the radical response of Zacchaeus to take those next steps of our own. Zacchaeus responded to God's love by sharing love and light with the world. May we do the same. Maybe for you it may be a chance to invite someone new to our worship on the lawn. A nice, gentle invitation into the community and life of our church. Maybe it is a way to find, to deepen your financial generosity just like Zacchaeus. Whatever that might mean for you and your life and your context at this time. Maybe it's volunteering with our Easter egg hunt. Showing the love of God to our community through an Easter egg hunt and games. Showing that radical hospitality of Christ as we open the doors and open the arms of this church to all people in our community. But whatever your way may be, may we all respond to God's love by being God's love in the world. Just like Zacchaeus. Will you close in prayer with me? God of love, we thank you for the love that you showed to Zacchaeus. We thank you for the love that you show us. Help us to continue to widen the circle of your love, to extend your grace and care and hope to others in our community, in our city, and in our world. Amen. So friends, as we prepare to go from this place, may you hear the benediction. May you remember that that same grace and that same love that Zacchaeus experienced is available to us. We experience it here at church. We can experience it out in the world. So may we be looking for those experiences of grace and love of God. May we be looking to share those experiences of grace and love with God's world. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.